When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe Williamson, and this is That Nerd Dad Podcast. We have a guest today. My guest today is Marianne Iveson. She is a voiceover actress, voice recording actor, something to that effect, and also the host of the Let's Take This Outside podcast. Um, we just had probably the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, okay, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw to the theme song, and then there's going to be a false start introduction. I encourage you to listen to the false start introduction. It's insane. And then we go to a real introduction, and the episode really starts. And then it's just awesome fun uh, because she has mic problems, and uh, we roll with it. And I promise you, you will laugh and giggle along with us as we go through 30 minutes or so of talking about uh, voice over acting and her podcast. Anne is here. Yay, Marianne. Thank you for coming. You're so welcome. It's ironic because I literally only work with audio. That is my entire existence, and my microphone isn't working right now. So we're just we're we're old school in it. We're raw dogging it with a with a with a microphone in the in the Mac. That's what we're gonna can, do. Can you say raw dogging it in public company, or like polite company? Can you say raw dogging? Well, it? I just did. So. <laughs> Is okay. that a record for saying raw dog on that, that nerd dad podcast? Oh, for sure. It might have been the first time ever, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and it was in the first 10 seconds. So you're welcome. You think that nerd dad podcast, it's about uh, parenting and stuff normally. Raw dogging, it would come up <laughs> once in a while. True. I guess. Because otherwise kids don't exist. True. Uh, so <laughs> off to a great start. <laughs> It was weird, and I don't know why it went that way way it did, but I take what the guests give me. Now, now, the real episode starts. I was in Mary, and thanks for attending the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so I'm so happy to be here, and I will call you out and say, because I had audio issues, because, you know, I'm an audio professional, so of course I'm going to have issues. This is our second go. This is this second. second go, yeah. <laughs> the first go was... um offensive let's say offensive. I, hope this... you, I hope you include it in the i hope you include it in the in i will recording. i don't know if it's going to be before this or after this uh but the first go around got a little got off to a weird start before no, her I, audio got a little awkward if it doesn't uh if it's not a weird start i don't want to be a part of it so that's fair that's fair i uh i live in that space um i'm gonna try to recreate what we had just said about your name though Sure. Because I I did ask to clarify Iveson, I V I S O N to make sure I'm enunciating it correctly. Iveson. It's a respect thing. Thank you for okay, first of all, I want to thank you for asking how to pronounce my name. I think it like 
it's your name. It's, it's, it's very important. It's my branding. It's who I am. So thank you for asking. But I definitely have a pet peeve around my name and how people deal with my name. So Marianne Iveson is my, is my full name. I have no middle name. Marianne is my, is, is my first name. I have no hyphen. So people might get confused, but my, where I have, I have an issue is where I'm exchanging emails with someone and they just say, Oh, hi, Mary. Even though I sign my name, Marianne, every single time, any branding, anything, my website, my podcast, everything, everything that is in the universe is Mary Ann Iveson. It's not Mary Iveson. It's not Ann Iveson. It's Mary Ann. Anyway, so what I, when, I, when I see that, I usually assume that you're not paying attention. That's what I, that's what I, I assume. If That's a reasonable thing to assume. It's an attention to detail thing. Mm -hmm. So I have a big pet peeve around people not, yeah, Mary Iveson, first time, fine. But if I'm signing my name, Marianne, then I feel like that's what you know. Is, isn't that, what do you think? I don't know. Cause I'm, I am, I am, I, my, my name is Joseph. Uh, I go by, <laughs> I go by Joe. Yeah. Um, I do kind of, I will say, I don't really like Joey. I'm not a Joey guy. Uh, only a couple of my closest douchebag friends call me Joey. Um, and that's just to irritate me. Um, but outside of that, um, no one really calls me Joey. And I, but even then I won't correct you. If someone calls me Joey, I'm way too passive. I'll be like, yeah, Joey, it's fine. <laughs> so, fine. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. I get more annoyed when people don't say that nerd dad. And when people say, oh, you're the nerd dad, I'm like, no, no, someone else has got copyright on the nerd dad. I had to, the reason why I'm that nerd dad is because the nerd dad was taken. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Okay. But, but it's also your branding. I get it. It's exactly. A lot of Google searching went into finding that nerd dad, um, including I'm .ca, not .com, because .com is taken by some jackass who hasn't updated his blog in 10 years. Of course, uh, but, of course it is. Not a big fan. I digress. This isn't about me. This is about you. You're I'm a guest on my rather, show. Rather talk about you, to be honest. No, I don't. I, I'm super uncomfortable with that premise. Like uh, you're, you're in your mom's basement right now, right? I am. I am absolutely in my mom's basement. Uh, mom broke her hip in oh. September, uh, so uh, she doesn't really need that much help anymore. But uh, I'm around during the day, just in case. To be fair, that paneling reminds me of my Nona's basement, so it's giving me some vibes. It's giving me some vibes for sure. Hopefully, good vibes. Very good vibes. I mean, like Italian grandmother basement vibes. Yeah, that's what it's giving. We are not Italian. I know you're not Italian, but it's giving me Italian vibes of my, okay. of my yeah of my history. Let's get off this track because I don't like where it's going at all. <laughs> <laughs> you are a voiceover artist. Is that is that the correct term, voiceover sure. artist? Voiceover professional, voiceover artist, voice actor, whatever. Yeah. You can okay. That interests me. The 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 fake wood paneling. And all the toys and shit behind me does not. Uh, the voice <laughs> acting, voice at professional, whatever it is, that interests me. <laughs> because you, you were in broadcasting first, correct? <laughs> or were you voice act? Were you voiceover before you got into broadcasting? What was the the chain of events? Uh, chain of events was broadcasting for twelve years. Okay. Oh, so, uh, from the time I was I was working in radio full time from the time I was twenty. So I had an entire career in radio before I started doing voiceover. So voiceover, okay, but just voiceover alone, I've only been doing for a couple of years. Okay, what prompted that? Um, getting laid off, figuring out, you know, what are my 
what skills do I have? What am I good at? Um, and here's the thing is when you do, when you're in broadcasting, you're working with audio, you're working with tech equipment, you know, to edit audio. So I was ahead of the game in a, in a few of those aspects, like being comfortable with audio and recording. Um, and I'd also recorded probably hundreds. I'm going to stop you again. Okay. It's starting to break up again. Uh, I'm not going to pause the recording though. Okay. We're going to just jump out and then come back in. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll fill. I'll fill. Okay. Drop out and come back. Okay, she's gone. <laughs> she's a voiceover professional. She's a voiceover professional. I do not want her speech about how she became a voiceover professional to sound like shit. That would not be a good thing to do as a host and as her being my guest on the show. Can we blame Restream? Is this sounding better? There you go. It sounds way better again. We're blaming Restream for this. It's the that's uh, sure. Restream. Get your shit together. Uh, as you were saying, see, I, but courtesy to you, you're about to say, like, I'm a voiceover professional. Sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what it sounded? It sounded like when your parents had, like, I have records behind me here. Uh, there it is. I have records there. Uh, when they get scratched and it's just like tons of white noise and pops and stuff while you're talking. So big fan. you were saying you got laid off. Let's be, let's pick up there. Sure. So I got laid off. Um, <laughs> and then I took like a little spirit quest and tried to figure out what do I want to do with my life. So that kind of like just threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. I did interviews with like real jobs. And then I was like, I'm going to do voiceover, I guess, because I have voiced probably hundreds, thousands of commercials. When you're, when you're in radio, you're always voicing uh, commercials for on the air as well. So I had that experience. But I will say that like the radio read is way different than a lot of what I do now. Um, what they're looking for and what most clients seem to be looking for and what's really cool now and what's trending is the natural read and and, and sounding natural instead of, all right, like like Bob, like Bob's biscuits is on sale. Like we don't wanna, we don't, we don't <laughs> anymore. We don't really do that anymore. So yeah, I got laid off, um, figured out exactly what I wanted to do, realized like, oh, I guess I'm pretty good at this. Oh, maybe, uh, I guess people are hiring me for this. I guess I'm kind of making money from this. Let's see where it goes. And I can't believe that it's been two years. That's amazing. So, and I, the reason why, when I, when I was thinking about what I was going to ask you is because obviously as someone who's kind of adjacent to this world, I find the broadcasting experiencing interesting. Um, Thanks. And I think, I think anyone who's had, who has a decent voice has had a thought, even if it's fleeting, I should get into voice acting. I should do voiceover work. I, it should be my side hustle. I should get on Fiverr and uh, and do some voice acting. I have to say, Joe, maybe you've heard that, heard this on another show that I've been on before, but the amount of it's mostly just like white men that I've gone on dates with in the past. No dates with not in the past. Okay, I'm out on that one. You and I, you and you. No, you're not on that list. But you're nope. a white. You're a white I am a white male. You're our white man. Um, any white white man that I've gone on a date with in the past, um, I would say there's probably been about four or five who had said voiceover, like, how can I do that on the side? Like, how can I do that? Like, I've been told I have a great voice. Uh, doesn't, don't love, don't love that. Um, it is possible to do it, I would say, on the side. But if there's anything I've learned the last couple of, couple of years is that this is not a, this isn't really a side hustle thing. This is a, you have to be fully 
committed to this to really make any kind of head headway in this business. Um, it's constantly marketing. It's constantly reaching out. It's constantly updating your skills. It's coaching. It's um, interacting with clients. Like there's so many aspects to it that people don't realize that it's not just turning on a microphone and talking. It's constantly learning and updating your skills and try to be better because this is like the most competitive thing I've ever done. Like radio is very competitive. This is extremely competitive. It has that perception of being easy though, right? And I, and I say this because, look, I used to do stand-up comedy previous lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And every time I would say to someone, oh, I'm, I'm currently doing three open mics a week. Someone mm -hmm. would go, oh, everyone tells me I should do stand-up. How did that make you feel? Part, okay. So two, we're going to make this about me again. Two ways. Oh, One, uh, I abandoned it because I realized I wasn't as committed to the cause as the guys who are truly hustling and grinding. And because the guys who want to make it realize it's going to take 10 years and they're doing two shows a night for free across town. Like that's, those are the guys who are going to make it because they're out there grinding and hustling. Um, at first I was like, I used to be hesitant. I'd be like, well, it's not for anyone. You know, it takes a lot of work to get up there and try to be funny. And the first time you don't hear a laugh or something to that effect. But the longer I did it, the more I was like, you should do it. You should do it. Cause I wanted them to fail. I wanted them to get up and I wanted them to feel it and be like, yeah, it's not so fucking easy. Uh, so yeah. I, what do you say when, when, when your date is like, you know, I wanted to do that. I was told I have a great voice. What do you say? Oh God. I also haven't been on a date in a very long time. Cause I generally hate men. Um, that's a whole other story. Not hate men. I just like the dating scene. Isn't great post COVID. I don't know if you have any single friends. That clip is going to be taken way out of context for this episode. It'll be like, it's a dating episode, but it's not. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I haven't been on a date in a really long time to be able to tell you uh, wh what I what I say to that. But I do have I do have friends who are in radio for sure, and and, and good friends of mine who have reached out. And I will I will always help out. I will always try to help if someone is taking it seriously and or wants to inquire. I will always try to help, but I will never give away all my secrets. Um, because it's taken me a couple years to do it, right? I'm not going to hand you over my playbook, but I do, I do help people that I already care about. And if you were to just reach out to me out of nowhere, you found my website, you're like, I really am interested. I'd be willing to chat quickly for sure, but I'm, I'm not going to spend an hour with you without charging you a consulting fee because I know that sounds ridiculous, but like my time, like my time is money now. I, I only make money when I, I, I can't just, I work contract to contract now, right? I don't, I don't work a nine to five where I know I'm getting a paycheck every two weeks, right? So everything I've learned, um, I'm very careful with what I share, who I share it with. I know that sounds really selfish and maybe gatekeeping, but I also um, only have so much time and energy to put into it. Um, I do though, I will say that I have... I can't hear you. I'm on mute and I'm talking to you and I'm saying you need to drop off and come back again. No, I'm this is going to be a disaster. I'm so no, it's sorry. fine. I don't mind. It's hilarious. It's a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. There she is. Okay. Where do you want me to start from? I don't know. I, I heard, I could hear you. It was, it was beautiful. I loved it. You're gatekeeping. You're saying, I don't yeah. want anyone else in the industry. I am protecting 
my business plan because the less competition I have, the better. Um, no, you were saying, and I respect what you're saying. Uh, your time is money. You're an independent contractor. This is your livelihood. This is not a side hustle. This is not a side hustle. This is how you earn a living. But I, and, I, I, sorry, I was just going to say that I do have, again, I have friends who are in radio or broadcasting or podcasting who are like, oh, how do I do this? Yeah, I will always help out my friends. A hundred percent. I will do whatever I can to help you at least try it and see if it's something that you would like to pursue, but also be really honest about how much work it really is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so how much work is it? Because um, I imagine you just get a script, you read it once, you send it back to them and you say, okay, collect money, please. That's how it works, right? That's exactly how it works. I get 100% of the jobs and that's yep. it. So it's almost <laughs> like I want to work. So let's, let's, can we work backwards almost? Sure. A little bit. So what my life looks like now, and I would like to say that everyone's looks different. So this is just my own experience. But what it looks like now, I, this is where I get auditions from. I get auditions from, I have an, I have an agent in Toronto who is excellent. He sends me several auditions a week. Um, those are for bigger commercial gigs. That's pretty much strictly commercial. Um, I have clients I've reached out to on my own, like local production companies, video production companies who have, um, who have built a relationship with e-learning companies that reach out to me, whether it's an audition or it's a job. So I have those clients and that, you know, that's a lot of work is finding those clients and building a relationship, um, and figuring out, do these people even need voiceover? So there's those people. Um, I have a few different platforms. I do, they're called pay to play. So you sign up, you, um, you pay like a certain fee and then you're sent auditions based on kind of like algorithms and you know, what kind of demos you have up. So there's all these different places that I get auditions for. Um, I also have a manager for, for radio imaging and he sometimes sends me stuff as well. Otherwise I'm doing my, my own marketing and trying to find new radio stations that I can do imaging on. Um, so there's a bunch of different places. So I do commercial e-learning, radio imaging, and kind of like my main, my main things, explainer videos. So I do kind of just like a, this wide range. Like I don't, I don't really do a lot of uh, like video games or animation. Like that's not really my thing. Um, is that is that by choice, or is that just they, they haven't the right opportunity hasn't presented itself yet? Um, I've auditioned for stuff, but it hasn't been something I've really concentrated on. Like I don't have a character demo. I don't have yeah. an animation demo. So that's not something like, that's, you a can't just do characters right now. I can't be like, do one. Oh, that's a, that's like very much. I find that people who have a theater background who have an actor background or an actor and actress background are, are very good at that. Right. That's not something that I, that I possess at this moment. <laughs> so, okay. So I have all these. To paint you the picture, I have all of these different realms that I take from, but you know, where did I get my demos from? 
I had to start auditioning. I had to create demos. I had to pay for demos. I had to get better. I had to take coaching. So you have the demos, you send them out to agencies, you get the agent. So there, it's like you, as you work backwards, you realize that there's so many different pieces that go into it. Um, and it's constant. Like I'll do anywhere from, I would say 30 to 50 auditions a week, right? Um, on top of marketing, on top of, sometimes like at, at one point I was doing like 80 auditions. <laughs> Holy crap. So. Do yeah. I owe you money for being on the show? No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's a lot of rejection. It's so much rejection. It's so much record an audition, send it off, and you have to forget about it. You have to forget about it, right? You just have to like let it go. Do they, okay. Is I'm there a lot of like convoluted. ghosting very, in the industry? Like not like, ghosting in terms of like, do you hear back no every time? Or is it kind of like, no. thanks for your audition. And then. You don't get a thank you. It's usually just, it just disappears into the, to the atmosphere and you never hear anything. Hmm. That's just, frustrating. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it? It's just. It's yeah, I, I we're gonna make this about me again for a second. When I am approaching people to be a guest on the show, yeah, um, the most annoying thing they can do is ignore me. The I, I recently reached out to someone who, um, I'm not gonna say his name, but I reached out to him, and he sent me a very polite, "No, thank you. I'm not interested in doing an interview at this time." And it was I was like so appreciative of that thank you. Because it wasn't like, do I follow up in two weeks? Maybe he missed it. Did it land in his junk mail? But like, I knew instantly where I stood. Not interested in talking to me. Cool. Mm -hmm. At least I know where I stand. It's, to be fair though, I'd probably get pretty annoyed if I was getting that many no emails. <laughs> I'd rather. <laughs> also, this is about how good you are as a voiceover artist now. That's a, <laughs> I get all the additions. No, no, no. I spent, no, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather just never hear anything because the reject, you have to move on because even last night I was talking to our mutual friend, Scott McGregor. It went staticky again. Jump out, come back in. We'll talk about your mutual friend, Scott. <laughs> it's amazing. What a great show. This has been Are you the first. Th Sorry. Are you going to chop it up? No. I'm going to let it all go. You know why I'm going to let it go? What? Because this is one of the first times, and if you're a regular listener of this show, where I've had to really wing it on a regular basis. And I almost feel like a real broadcaster today. <laughs> I almost feel like things are not going my way, but we're making it entertaining. It's continuing to move sure. forward. I'm yeah. good. Uh, I don't even know. Where were we? We were talking about our mutual friend. Our, our mutual friend, Scott McGregor. One of my favorite human beings. So Scott and I are chatting. I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, I got to say this rejection stuff. This, this gets to me sometimes. It's really hard on my spirit. It's really hard on my morale sometimes. And he has a great way of, of cheering me up and uh, putting a positive spin on things. And I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate that friendship. But I was just talking about how much rejection there is uh, between auditions between you know cold cold marketing between reaching out never hearing anything uh i realized like i i thought i was soft but when i look at the whole when i look at it i'm like i i think i've had to build a, a thick skin around this because otherwise i would have given up a long time ago right yeah 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would say that the, the, the key to success in any field, and I'm going to speak to everything, surgeons, everyone, uh, is perseverance. Yeah. Like, it, it, no one is good instantly at anything. Mm-hmm. And you got to grind through it. I've been doing this for three years. The show, the show still sucks. The show still sucks. I've been doing this for three years. Okay, what is your metrics of sucks? <laughs> no, are we talking downloads? But what are we talking? my comfort level now is when I started the show, it was a seven-minute episode. It was recorded in a closet on an iPhone. And and now I have interviewed people that I admire and get and and so it's come a long way. But it took three years, right? And I mean that's the thing. It takes it's perseverance. It could have given up. I could I'm stop really, today I, and no one would notice, but damn it. I enjoy it. And I do it for me. <laughs> I'm very proud of you for persevering, especially without a broadcasting, like stand up for sure. Like if you have the stand up background, that's very cool. And I'm not surprised, but, uh, I'm very proud of you for sticking with it, especially podcasting. It is also a grind. Everything, everything I do is a grind. It's, it's just, not like, it's okay. It's so I don't know if you did that on purpose, but I'm going to segue it towards your podcast. With your sure. broadcasting background, you may have been like, I'm going to tee it up here for him. Also, I want to point out that if you keep just interviewing people like Scott McGregor and maybe Dean, and the thing is, is that we can we can carry the interview for you if you struggle. So, but you're not, you're doing great. So, but I'm just saying that if you, if you were struggling, like. Am I would, struggling? Do you need to take over the interview? No, you've been great. But in the okay. past, we have all, I know, individually had to take over interviews before because. Um, because that's our, our, our nature. One day when I'm getting ready to end this show, I'm going to do, I'll do the show that all broadcasters say. I'm going to do this show where I talk bad about all the people I didn't enjoy interviewing. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Why not? Am I what on? are they going to do? List already? <laughs> We're not doing that today. Um, you have a podcast because between 80 auditions a week, and that's just auditions. That's not work. That's 80 auditions a week in addition to the work. You also like to go outside to the point where you have a podcast called Let's Take This Outside. Tell me about it, Marianne. Uh, let me tell you about it, Joe. Um, my podcast, Let's Take This Outside, is I talk to athletes and outdoor professionals and scientists about their connection to nature. And one of my main goals this year, I'm in the second year of Let's Take This Outside, one of my main goals this year is to make sure that I am doing interviews and talking to people to make the outdoors more accessible um, for everyone uh, and making it more welcoming. So that is my that is my angle of Let's Take This Outside. And again, speaking of a grind. <laughs> Go for it. What do, what's the, what's the payoff to that podcast, joke? Podcast, no, there's no joke. It's just like, it's factual. <laughs> Here's what I love about today's episode. <laughs> that I'm just that I'm just like complaining about. No. <laughs> you are a voiceover artist with technical problems. You are a take it outside podcast in Ottawa right now where you're not allowed to go outside because the air quality will kill you. You'll go outside and instantly die. Maybe not instantly die, but it's not good. It's like the I think I just saw the index and it's like it's like the worst air quality in Canada at least right now or North America from the wildfires. So yeah, a little, a lot of irony in this today's episode, Joe. The two things you're known for, cannot do. So, okay, when did the passion for going outdoors start? As a child. Uh, I Thanks, grew up good answer. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> 25. No. Um, 
yeah, if we're going to really look back on it, I grew up on a farm. I played outside a lot. Well, you know, my brother and I built a f tree forts. We, uh, you know, I spent most of my time outside as a kid. So I would say that my connection to nature and the outdoors started when I was just a little wee one. And then I actually started hiking mountains and doing cool stuff like that in my early 20s. So uh, it's just your audio is starting to drift. I can hear I can hear the first snap crackles and pop. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. She'll come back. She always does. There she is. Say I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I said she'll come back. She always does. Uh, okay, so you built tree forts. You were a wee one. Built tree forts. Um, really started taking outdoor recreation seriously probably in my early 20s. Like I was always, you know, playing soccer and playing team sports. But when it comes to hiking and biking and did some trail running and uh, other outdoor adventure stuff, like that didn't really start till like my mid 20s. And um, now I take it pretty seriously in my in my 30s. I know you do. Your Instagram, your tweets, uh, <laughs> the fact that you have a show called Let's Take This Outside tells me you take it very seriously. Um, I, I also like that there's a huge element of self-deprecation uh, with your douche photos. Uh, they always amuse me to no end. Good. I will keep those up for you. I haven't done one in a, in a long time. Douchebag cyclist. Is Douchebag cyclist. Yeah. Aren't they all, though? Uh <laughs> Well, I make fun of them. There's a lot of wonderful people who 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 bicycle outside. Um, I don't. There's definitely like a a mood though of people who take themselves. It's it's just people who take themselves too seriously. That can be in anything though. That can be in work. That can be in sports. That can be if you take yourself too seriously. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. No. I as a as a now a soccer dad, I can tell you. Any parent who's yelling at their kid to you know instructions i'm like oh i am never gonna hang out with you at a barbecue I'm just never we're never gonna get along they are eight my kid doesn't wipe himself properly he is not gonna be a professional athlete <laughs> is there anything i can help with when it comes to parents that listen to that nerd dad podcast is there anything that you would like to because i'm not a parent unfortunately but i have a lot of friends with children there's many people who have had children lately that i know so okay. there's many Okay, so as a parent, um, are the outdoors safe? Jeez, that's a very broad, that's a very broad question. Okay, well, what do you use for bug spray? I know there's kids specific bug spray. Forget uh, the book. Forget the kids stuff. Just what do you use? I use like I use DEET. I know that sounds. I know maybe people might hate me for saying that, but mosquitoes love me. Um, black flies love me. Uh, if I didn't have that, you know, if I didn't have that curse or if I didn't have that, I'd probably use something else. But the fact, like, I just don't want, I don't want to end up with West Nile. You know, I don't want to end up, is that still around? <laughs> I don't know. As opposed to all, you're like, I don't want to end up with it. As opposed to all those people who do want to end up with it. <laughs> But yes, I use straight up use bug spray with DEET in it. That it, you know, I, I know maybe people might not agree with me on that, but that's that's what I use. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this a slightly different way. I'm gonna go back to cyclists for a second. A couple uh -huh. weeks ago, uh -huh. I had um, a voiceover cop, Sean Shapiro, on my show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah love okay. Sean. Been on the show a few times, uh, and I had him on because he was getting into a war on Twitter with cyclists about whether or not bike helmets are a safe element. Now, 
I, okay. Just hear me out because I went to war with these people as well. And I ended up having to block a whole bunch of them because they started calling me, uh, like a, a rape apologist. Like it got really weird, what? really fast. So, okay. so, so stay with me here. Okay. A photo was shown of a family on bikes without helmets. And okay. Sean commented something to the effect of if they were really safe, they'd be wearing helmets. The anti-bike helmet people, and I don't think they're really anti-bike helmet people. What they're against is they're against police officers saying you should wear bike helmets because it's not the only thing that should be done. I think bike, a lot. I think the extreme cyclist people want cars removed from the road so they can cycle everywhere. That's what I think is occurring. It's not really so good. I went to war with these people because Sean's a police officer and he has other things to do and I don't. <laughs> and then I started saying. Helmets are safe. Helmets make things safer. You should be wearing a bike helmet. And it got to the point where one guy said, he accused me of being the type of person who says a woman in a short dress deserves it. And I'm like, that's not, that's not close at all. That's not a good parallel in my opinion. So do you think bike helmets are safe? I'm. Uh, this is way too personal of a question because I've had a brain injury that still affects me to today. From, but it was from downhill skiing, but I was wearing a helmet. I will say that. What? That wasn't a joke. Are you okay? No, 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 no. That's a serious, no, that's a serious, that's a serious comment. Okay. Uh, I had a pretty bad concussion five years ago and I still have like vestibular issues and I still have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Were you wearing a helmet? I was wearing a helmet. I was wearing goggles. It was down, it was downhill skiing. Um, so now, yeah, I, I take helmets very seriously. To be honest, I take my brain health and my head health very seriously. Um, people can do whatever they want with their bodies, <laughs> but I know it's not the same, but I am very pro helmet and I will always encourage people to wear helmets. We're going to end there because okay. and, and I, I don't know if you know why I'm going to end it here. If, you, if you're ahead of me, I'm with this yet. The first take we talked about raw dogging it and now you're saying you're pro helmet. That is a bookend if I ever heard of one. I think you should. I'm going to stop talking. It's, it. it just got staticky again anyways. <laughs> <laughs> can you even hear me anymore? Or is it just yeah, cutting out? I can hear you. It's staticky though. Drop out and come back in so we can do a proper goodbye. <sighs> what a great show. Oh, hello, I'm still here. Yeah, you're still here. That was fantastic. Yeah. So we're going like, to bookend it. We're going to bookend it with wait. raw docking it and being pro helmet. And I cannot think of a better way to end it. Wait, am I going to make the list of worst interviews ever? No, this was one of my favorites. Is it because it's such, because I'm such a gong show? And I'm no, no, it was just fun. Okay. Like it was already, it were over 30 minutes. That's not including the false start. I, mean, I love the false start. Please edit it in. I'm going to make sure it's in there somewhere. This was terrific. Marianne Iveson, where can people find you? Uh, well, the nerd dad. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> hey, Joey, thanks so much for the interview. <laughs> uh, you can find me a few places, I guess. Um, by the way, I wanted to say that I love what I do. Um, you just caught me on a day where I feel a little bit like, this feels like a grind, but I love what I do. I love my podcast. I love being a voiceover artist. I love being creative every single day and creating audio. I just want to say that. 
Um, but I'm like, give me like five years, like interview me again in five years and see how I'm feeling. Maybe I'll feel more secure then. I hope you come on sometime between now and five years. Also possible. Okay. Um, where can people find me? Ivisonvoice.com. Uh, let's take this outside.ca throughout the internet. Just look at me, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of those things. Put me in the I show. enjoyed, I, I, I enjoyed your website. I was on there clicking at the demos. I sent you a message. I'm like, you don't even sound like you in this one. You liked uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun listening to it. Cause I know you a little bit. Yeah. Um, someone scanned the QR code. I don't have a QR code on my show. It's don't called, know what that means. It's called acting. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I greatly appreciate it. It was a lot of fun uh, clicking through and hearing your voice. And I was like, oh, she sounds like a teenager in this one. <laughs> this one, she sounds like a small child. This is great. No? Okay. No. I was also, there was also the, uh, the one where you're doing like the training manual and you're like, be sure to click the blue box. Click. That the, means you're completed. Good job. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you're great. Thank you so much for doing this, and we'll do it again soon, hopefully. I hope so, too. Thanks, Joe. I want to thank Marianne Iverson for her time and uh, the laughs along the way. That was so much fun to be a part of, and uh, she'll be back for sure when I have something else to ask her uh, about who knows what. I uh, wasn't really sure what I was going to ask her about, but I booked her as a guest, to be perfectly honest. I just wanted to talk to her. Because I've seen her on other shows and I'm like, she looks like fun. And I figured that would come through and it did. So thank you, Marianne. Not Mary, Marianne. Uh, finally, thank you. Thank you, the fine people who listen to this program as often as you do and who have been tuning in more and more to listen to my interviews. We'll see who I get for next week. Be well, be safe. Thanks for listening. Damn. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.